0: This is Tom DeCourt of EdTech Teacher, and the topic today is anonymous feedback, technology, and social emotional health. So consider the following scenario. There's a teacher standing in front of a group of students, and the teacher says the following things during this lesson. Hey, put up your hand if you don't understand something, or let me know if you're struggling with anything. And after perhaps the teacher has explained something, says, Everybody ready to move on? Everybody's good, right? We've probably all seen or heard these prompts and uh, maybe like myself, uh, you're somewhat guilty of these as well. But how many students will actually put up their hand in front of their classmates and voluntarily answer those questions? You know, when I ask that to a group of teachers, they usually laugh because they know the answer is no no one, no student is going to voluntarily put up their hand in front of their classmates and say, you know, I don't really understand. They don't want to draw attention to themselves. Now, hey, everybody has a Billy, right? So Billy's that student that just wants to talk, wants to be heard, wants attention. Billy will maybe always put up his hand. But the vast majority of students don't want to draw attention to themselves. They don't uh, want to feel insecure in front of their class. And so these types of questions or prompts that are aimed at eliciting information to identify where there might be problems in student learning are really not very useful. And why? It's because they're not anonymous. So here's where actually technology could help. So technology can provide an avenue whereby students can provide anonymous feedback and the feedback can be extremely helpful to the teacher in improving instructional methods and hey armed with this information the teacher is better informed about the students know think understand and feel and then the teacher can adjust his or her teaching methods accordingly. So how might we do this? Well, we could do this through an instant response system. And uh, you're probably familiar with some of the more popular ones. They offer polls, surveys, and often quizzes. So these could be something like Mentimeter at mentimeter.com, polleverywhere.com. And if you're looking to include quizzes, you might uh, look at Socrative, quizzes, and more. So what they typically do is offer the option of a multiple choice question, a true false question, a short answer question, and more. Now, teachers will use instant response systems often for curriculum content, and that's wonderful but our focus is going to be more on non-curriculum content, the types of questions or prompts that could elicit information about social and emotional health, and maybe identify some issues that might not be evident to a teacher in a face-to-face environment where responses are not anonymous. Now, to to explain a little bit in context, um, I used to use instant response systems for more curriculum uh, curriculum-generated or focused content. So for, um, for example, even before class would start, as kids would uh, come into my history classroom, I was teaching high school history, and they would pull, off, uh, pull out their laptops and you know, kind of waiting for the bell to go, I had a bit of a routine. And so I had an instant response system and I would ask some quick fundamental questions. Uh, did you understand the homework? Yes or no? Um, Do you feel uh, prepared to learn something new today? Yes or no? Um, Are there any uh, pressing concerns you have about the content we are studying, yes or no. Now those you might um, you might have gathered are not simply curriculum content, but they also hint at where there might be some social and emotional issues. There might be some students who are feeling insecure, maybe lacking confidence in their ability to address the homework or complete a, a lesson. It also hints at some difficult that students might be having, that might be, go beyond intellectual issues and uh, might actually bring out perhaps some social psychological uh, challenges that students might be having. So it kind of hints at that. But I would use that information at the beginning of the class to quickly give me a sense of uh, what students might know, think, feel, and understand about the content at hand. But there are also ways of using instant response systems to bring out information that's non-content specific. And by doing so, we can provide a a broader perspective on our students because often they may not want to divulge something that's happening in their life that's making learning difficult for them at that moment hey maybe they're not sleeping well maybe they are be hungry Uh, uh, maybe they're hungry at that point Um, maybe they didn't eat breakfast that day or maybe they're actually being bullied at school at that moment so If students are reluctant to put up their hands to answer a question or a prompt about whether they understand something, you can imagine how reluctant they would be to actually divulge that they're being bullied at school. But an instant response system can be excellent in kind of eliciting the information that may go a little bit deeper than than knowledge or understanding of curriculum content and really draw attention to some fundamental kind of whole child issues that might really be at the heart of why they're having problems learning that particular lesson or completing that particular homework there are some fairly basic seemingly innocuous prompts that one could use to try to get at these issues for example uh, a basic question could be do you feel ready to learn today and how students answer that question um, might lead you to do a little research or a little inquiry to figure out why they're not ready to learn today. Did something happen? I remember one day I asked that question, and I was surprised that most students responded that they were not ready to learn that day. And what I figured out afterwards, and talking to some of the teachers, there was a bit of a social crisis Um, in social media. The kids, there were some derogatory comments that some kids had made about others. And that had really negatively impacted certain students. and just generally speaking, negatively impacted the mood of that uh, really that particular grade um, that day and that week. So it really helps shed some light about why kids were not really focused and were were just obviously down that particular day. Another question could be: Hey, do you feel confident in your ability to learn? And again, that might necess- uh, necessitate some follow-up if you, if, if you have a fair number of students um, there who are saying, no, you might want to figure out, does it have to do with your instructional methods? Does it have to do with uh, perhaps something deep that's transpiring in their lives right now, that's making it difficult for them to learn? And that might be then talking with colleagues um, and talking with administrators and maybe talking with counselors in the school. Another, you know, rather simple question, seemingly innocuous, is do you feel rested and alert today? Or are you getting enough sleep at night? It could be that there was some event, maybe it was a personal event uh, that was happening that precluded them from getting a lot of sleep that night. Maybe there was something stressful that happened, maybe some friction with colleagues, or maybe a friction with other teachers. And they didn't sleep well last night. And there's some, they're not particularly rested and not Particularly ready to learn. Another question could be: hey, are you feeling comfortable in my classroom? And if there's a if there's a significant uh, number of responses that say no, that, that you know clearly necessitates more research um, and uh, to try to get a deeper understanding of why that might be the case. So those are questions that if students were to answer kind of in the negative, right? Do you feel ready to learn today? Do you feel confident in your ability? Hey, do you feel rested and alert getting enough sleep? Are you comfortable? Are you at ease in my classroom? Um, if those are answered mostly in the negative or any significant critical mass of students are saying no, uh, there's probably some underlying issues that need to be addressed in one way or the other. and those and those fundamental issues could be impacting short-term or long-term the ability of the students to learn in class. There's some there's some kind of interesting I think useful stories I'd like to pass along about how some teachers have actually used instant response systems. Um, one teacher was an elementary teacher, upper elementary teacher, uh, related the story of how the kids in her fifth period class. We're always seemingly anxious and we're not performing at the same level of the classes that she had earlier in the day. Now, this fifth class was something like 1130 in the morning, and she realized that uh, the kids did not have a break in their first four classes. And um, many of the kids were arriving to school without breakfast, and so they had nothing to eat by 11.30 a.m. And so she realized that they were highly agitated because they hadn't had something to eat, maybe since last night. And so the kids really couldn't focus very well. So this particular teacher, what she did is she ended up talking to her administrator and uh together they did zero in on this problem of just not having enough food to eat before that fifth period class and they created a break period of 10 minutes and they made sure that the kids had a little something to eat and the teacher uh reported that in the short term, the kids were more focused and were able to concentrate longer periods of time. And in the long term, that seemed to manifest itself in um, higher, uh, higher productivity in, in assessments. Another um, uh, uh, story was a, a teacher, a middle school teacher was concerned that there were some bullying going on and, and wasn't sure if it was physical bullying or if it's online bullying. So what the teacher ended up doing is just asking the students in the anonymous instant response um, system, whether or not uh, they had been bullied. and then a fair number of students had said yes. So again, this teacher he ended up speaking to uh, a school counselor, ended up speaking to an administrator. and they discovered there was uh, there was harassment going on on Facebook with uh, some of the middle school students. and um, the middle there the were middle school students, as you might imagine, were feeling a lot of pressure. to to sort of keep up with social media. In other words, um, uh, keep engaged in conversations, keep responding to questions and prompts to be, hey, to be accepted, to be liked and and all of that. And they were staying up late and it was kind of eroding their their self-confidence. So the school had identified this issue and then kind of addressed this issue as best they could in combination with uh, parental involvement. Um, another uh, another teacher counselor told me that um, she ends up using instant response system in sessions with students because she knows some students have very sensitive issues, especially things that have to do with sex, um, uh, issues that uh, have to do with gender identity, that um, she would end up using... And some response system for the participants to respond because they could respond anonymously. And it um, basically unleashed uh, more information that she might expect in a session otherwise. So I shared these stories support point so, out. So, the commonalities is look, the kids are going to be more honest and they're going to be more forthright with you if you provide them with an anonymous environment in which they can respond to your questions and prompts and provide you information. Sometimes that information can be unsettling. I mean, I, I sometimes would ask the kids, okay, so so am I teaching you in a way that's helping you learn? Um, how how might I improve my teaching so that you can be a better learner? Um, and sometimes I didn't agree or didn't like what the student said, um, but it did provide me with a lot of information and really some things that I just hadn't thought about before just didn't really strike my mind I'm like hmm that's kind of a good point. I hadn't really thought of that, and it was tough. It's it it can be tough, and some of it was just unsettling because some of the kids were obviously in discomfort and pain, um, socially, psychologically, and you know might not have been deep and tense, but they were hurting. And you know, as we all know, kids can feel something, uh, things very, very deeply, very, very sensitively, and so. It, um, it alerted me to some 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 broader whole child issues that maybe I wasn't terribly aware of so consider how you might be able to use technology in this case instant response systems to try to you know, leverage them to elicit the types of information that um, that could pre provide useful, not only in curriculum content, uh, but also beginning getting kind of a broader sense of uh, who your students are and really how they learned and what challenges or issues that they're facing. I've um, mentioned some tools, Mentimeter, Poll Everywhere, Socrative, Quizzes. Uh, Mentimeter is a free tool. It's very quick. It's very easy to use. I love it in uh, anonymous environments. Poll Everywhere is, is great too. Mind you, there it's a subscription, so you have some limitations as per um as per the number of questions or number of responses uh, you can receive but it's a wonderful tool it's been around a long time socrative um, is excellent as well it uh, enables you to provide uh, not only instant response anonymous poll surveys but also quizzes as well and these quizzes um, can be graded i mean these are quizzes where if you want to have the students identify themselves they can be but for this purposes we're focusing on anonymous feedback excellent excellent tool but it is a subscription there is you know there is a free element but you're going to hit the ceiling with sort of the number of uses you know, you'll hit that ceiling relatively quickly quizzes is wonderful as well and there's a lot that's that's free it's it's become in the last few years perhaps the most popular quiz based um uh, quiz based program out there but also there's a uh, kahoot code is more game-based uh, but uh, kahoot can be used off uh, also, in an anonymous environment as well. Uh, the point here is not really which tool you use; it's really how you use it. It really comes down to the types of questions and prompts. If you if you end up pushing out thoughtful questions and thoughtful prompts that elicit useful information that really help inform you about student learning and about student social and emotional health, then you're probably going to think that tool is wonderful. So it's really the key is to focus on those questions. Are they useful? Are they timely? Are they relative? Is Is the information prescient? Is the information something actionable? If, if these questions are thoughtful, then it really probably doesn't matter too much which tool you are using. That's really, really the key here. So in, in all, in essence, what we're trying to do is to leverage technology to help us identify some of those underlying, some of those fundamental issues, social and emotional, that might be impeding learning. So we can't necessarily kind of separate um, the entire child from the learning process. Yes, we want to focus on curriculum content. We want to focus on skill development. Yes, that's all within an academic context, but we all know there's a myriad of factors, personal factors, psychological factors, social factors, emotional factors um, that can impede or they can incite learning, they can they can prompt learning. And so the, the more that we know about our students, what they know, what they think, what they feel, what they understand, uh, the better position we are to help them. So there you go, ways that we could connect anonymous feedback, technology, and social emotional health.